ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plank and Sale Show with Mark. Celebrating his 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. And now, let's welcome your hosts, Blake and Mark. Summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last. Wake me up. When September ends Like my father's come to pass Seven years has gone so fast Wake me up When September ends Here comes the stars drenched in my pain again becoming who we are hello and welcome to the Blake Sound Show with Mark episode number 480 I'm your host Blake and for the first time in about a month I actually don't feel sick it's a nice change of pace I'm not 100% yes, but yeah, but I don't sound like shit anymore, so I'm very, very happy about that. Let me bring on my co-host, um, the man of myth legend, Mark Dad. How you doing? Doing well. I'm glad to see that you're getting better. Yes, finally. And uh, yeah, because our uh, other co-host is near. Do I get to play the biggest heel in podcasting? Well, I was about to say, the biggest heel in podcasting, Sal, is on vacation. He actually took vacation time. He's up in Vermont. On purpose. Why? No clue. But he's in Vermont. He's not going to hear this. He's not going to hear this. Yeah. He's not going to hear this. But, but yeah. Oh, good. I, I, I feel sorry Vermont? for Vermont. Yeah, why are you in Vermont? Like, I've been to Vermont one time in my life. And on my senior class trip. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was hanging out with friends, I would have been miserable. Because I don't ski. So, like, I would have been miserable. <laughs> like, so, I mean, what is there that's intriguing? I don't know. I don't even know. Is something about syrup? I, I have no idea. <laughs> But it's well, you know, all I can say is that, Sal, hey, have a good time. So, it's just you and me today. I was trying to get a guest, but again, Sal didn't give me enough time. He said he was going on vacation to get somebody here. So, very difficult to get people here on a very short notice. So, so it's just you and me today. Okay, no Sal, no John, no, no Nobody's here. Nobody's here. It's just you and me. No big deal. It's been a while since we didn't show this us. Just means hey, we'll can, back it out. What just the hell? Means, just means we can get out of here a little sooner. But um, what are we opening up the show <laughs> with? It is so weird that this band is playing it. I did not request it. This is very weird. So go ahead. <laughs> we will put the show with the Green Days. Wake me up when September ends. Seriously. How fitting, <laughs> how fitting it is because here where we're at, Indian summer got extended. Well, actually, when we when we do this, the show drops on Friday morning. When people hear this, in Wisconsin, overnight, it's going to drop 30 degrees. <laughs> it's going to be in the 40s when this yeah, drop, I mean, episode drops on Friday morning. I'm going to be so damn happy. When we, I, were, we were spoiled like the last six days when we had weather in the 80s. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Absolutely hate it so much. I want the windows open. I want to put my damn jacket on when I'm working. I hate this so much. <laughs> What's even weirder is watching people at the ballpark 
tailgating in September. Oh, well, it's, it's the playoffs. And we're not going to talk much about it because who knows by the time this episode ends, the Bruins are going to be in it still. So we don't even know. Because well, as we're recording this, it's one nothing. Not one nothing. It's best of three. So. Just, so just so everyone's aware, and we're not being spoilers, is the wild card game the Brewers have against the Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, though, there's no point in talking about it because we don't yeah. even know. Because come Friday morning, okay, okay, the problem is I was recording on Wednesdays most right. of the time is the fact that it was by the time Friday hits, a lot of shit happens. So this series will be over by Friday. We don't know what's what? going to happen no matter what. Right. The series will be over by Friday. So either the Brewers mm-hmm. were out of it or the Brewers right. won. There really is no other way of putting it. So, so one way or another, by Friday, it ends. Yeah, exactly. By the time this episode drops, the series will be over. So it right. won't really matter at the end of the day for us. So there's not even a point in really talking about it because it's going to be over by the time it airs. There you go. So what's well, actually, we don't have a whole lot going on. To, actually, no, oh, yeah, I said that. And then all of a sudden, like, NXT happened and we have more to talk about. But we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so let's get into the show. Help support the show. Help Pop Madrid can find the show. And I'll probably be working on ah! LeeBlakeAndSouthShow.com. Which, by the way, I will be working on a little bit of a redesign in a couple of weeks when I have some time. So oh, I, 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 have, I have some plans. I just haven't had the time. And I'll have the time in a couple of weeks to actually redesign our website a little bit. So look for that in a couple of weeks. Hey, you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more from our Tee Public store. Click on the Tee Public link in our website or go to Tee Public and search the Blake and Sal Show. And you'll be amazed on what you can find. Hey, have our... Uh, Little uh, cheer towels coming in yet? No, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But I don't like them. Actually, available. Or, right. as Sal would say, buy a towel and put a sticker on it. No, I say that, actually. But, oh, um, well. no, no, no. I mean, what you do there, you get, like, our logo and you do iron it on. That's what you do. <laughs> Ooh, hey, we should do that. Iron on logos. There, so, we can show that. So, all right. Let's go to break. All right, um... Go pick up Mandy's book. I know I am available right now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Orange Hat Publishing, preferably from their website because she gets a little more money for that in English and in Spanish. If anyone's wondering about how the book um, event went this past weekend, you'll hear about it next week on the podcast. So, you're about next week. Um, go listen to the Mandy and Mandy show. It's about all podcasting platforms are off this week. They are a bi-weekly show. But you can listen to last week's show, which was a lot of fun. So, Go listen to that and hear them give me shit over make, over a type of sandwich that I like. I'm not joking. That's something that happened on last week's show. <laughs> yes, I heard about it. So that, that, that's that. All right. That BBJ. Means... <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway, go listen to that. All right. Let's do this. And now, let's get into the crazy world of professional wrestling. So, um, since we're just going to be the two of us, so if we've been listening, mm-hmm. I, go up to my, I go up to Dad and I say, so there's not going to be a whole lot going on this week. We have a pay-per-view, but there's not a lot of matches, and we have a few things to get into. And he's like, well, I, well what don't I do? I want to talk about something. I'm like, did you tell me this? I'm like, you know what? I might as well make it into a bit. Why not? We haven't had a new bit in a while. We haven't had a new one on the show in a long while. So, for the first time, and there's music involved here, for the first time, we will have Mark's screaming reviews. And hopefully you hear the music and you get the joke. <laughs> Sometimes you can't read the, the joke. <laughs> Payback. Okay, good. What do you want to talk about here on your first edition of the of Mark Screaming Reviews? 
Hey, uh, there are two wrestling shows that are on streaming platforms. Both of them are seven episodes each. Uh, and the first one has been getting a lot of attention, not only from uh, fans, but also from wrestlers. And it is called Wrestlers, and it's on Netflix, and it deals with OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, which a while back was kind of like the farm, uh, I guess you can call it, uh, factory or, or, or there, there organization. Okay. I'd explain it better. People know NXT what? now. Before NXT, FCW was NXT. Right. Before FCW, Correct. it was OVW. Right. That's what I'm going to explain it. it. Go ahead. <laughs> and it, it turned out some wonderful stars, uh, Batista, John Cena, you know, Randy Orton, all these people that basically had kind of set the pace. And then uh, it, WWE developed NXT and had the Performance Center, and then the rest is history. Uh, but with this, you get an inside background, and people were kind of iffy about it because it kind of violates that one rule where you don't go beyond the curtain velvet rope unless you're involved in the organization or the show. Well, this gives... That's called it, every... Okay, that, okay, first of all, I did something. I get, I, get, I, get, I get that part. I've, I've heard that somewhere. It's just, right. Did they not remember the most popular wrestling documentary of all time, Wrestling with Shadows? Yep. Or Beyond the Mat? Yep. Like, literally, we're behind the scenes documentaries? Not Netflix, right. obviously, but that's literally what those were, which is exactly the same thing as this. So, obviously, right. you don't remember two literally the most popular wrestling documentaries of all time. Continue. Right. So basically, when this first hit and was released, there was some controversy on it, uh, and it involves a wonderful seasoned veteran wrestler by the name of Al Snow, who is promoter, co-owner, head guru, booker, everything, and he's in charge of this business, and he wants to make a go of this business. And give the students that are there that chance, like he got, to go into another major organization and to hone their craft. And he's been getting flack about it, but I don't care about that because I got hooked watching not only the first episode, but they're all the episodes. And he, I'm sure everyone else will get hooked on it because you're more involved with the story and it's a story within the story, and you're involved on what happens to these people as the episodes go on. So you're emotionally hooked and involved in it, and it's very well done. And I'm not going to give anything away, so I want just people to have an open mind when you watch this and view this, but you'll be going away with a different type of attitude that you had before you saw it. All right. So it's a very good watch, and I recommend it. And I believe a lot of people have been giving it high reviews. And I want to say, hey, Al Snow, whatever happens in the future, all I can say is you have done it all. You've walked away, and you've basically left everything on the floor, and you're so emotionally uh, attached with these people. Good for you. I commend you for everything that you're doing. And for all the people that are bad-mouthing you and, and giving you crap, you know what? It goes in one ear and out the other. So the other show is on Apple TV+. Plus. 
and it's called Monster Factory. And for those people that basically don't know or haven't heard about the Monster Factory, one person comes to mind when you say Monster Factory, bam, bam, Bigelow. At that time, it was owned by Larry Sharp, who basically trained Bam Bam Bigelow and others from that area to come in and just knock it out of the ballpark, how successful it was, and how students got into WWE. Well, Larry sold the business, and it's now run by Dan Gage, who basically is an independent wrestler, never made it to, to the major leagues, and has a wrestling school, and just wants all these people to succeed and he wants them to basically work hard train hard live hard and basically kind of like sell yourself and a hundred percent and if you're not committed a hundred percent then don't walk in through that doors and say you want to be a pro wrestler uh with this program though there were some people there that i thought I, I, I kind of did a, you know, like a retake on things. And do you know Dave Hero? Of course. Of course I know Dave Hero. And he's, been on the, son... he's, been, he's been on the show before, actually. Right. Matter of fact, we're, being, and, we're more than uh, likely, he, hang on, we're more than likely going to see um, Blizzard Raw, which he's running. God. Right. And his son, Cal? Right. We met them. We, we met them. They were on the podcast. Remember, right. we did that live show at the Super Friends Fan Festival like five years ago, and we right. interviewed Dave on that show, and Cal was there. Right. And they're in Monster Factory in the episodes, and basically the connection... Oh, that's why that... Dave was talking about it on Facebook. That's why. I didn't know why he was talking about it. Okay, that makes sense now. So they're, they're in the episodes, and they have established a connection with Dangage, and basically uh, Cal's character and how they're kind of helping him basically attract the right type of students to be in this organization and to succeed. So he's having some some help from like like Dave Hero and Dave Hero's connections. So it, it's another very kind of emotional roller coaster thing. And I had to watch all seven episodes to see because I wanted to find out how this ended. And it's amazing, and for those people that don't know where the Monster Factory is, it's uh, in Jersey. Oh, yeah. I do that. And uh, it's a very good uh, see, and uh, it gives people insight into the, the business of uh, sports entertainment pro wrestling. And if you want to be a pro wrestler, there these are two organizations to reach out if you're 100% serious on being in this business because they're run by people that want to see you succeed, but if you're not willing to put in the time, the effort, and everything it takes, don't walk into the doors. Fair enough. That does make sense. I always see um, Frankie DeFalco talking about that kind of stuff on his Facebook page all the time. Don't just think you can get into this because you see it on television and actually want to do this. Mm -hmm. So I always see him talk about that. So, and the thing that struck me about OVW, and I didn't know this until basically I watched Netflix series, is do you know that they run a show every Thursday at their local? Yes, I did know that on? actually. I did know that actually. 
And they're the only independent organization that has a weekly televised show. That doesn't surprise me. Actually, that does not surprise me at all. Mainly because of what it is, and it's harder to do a TV show. And, like, GCW does their thing, but they're not weekly. They're whenever they have shows. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's different. But that doesn't surprise me too much. That That's a thing, you know? So, they're both, they're both great to watch, great views. And for people that, you know, don't understand the inner workings of pro wrestling, sports entertainment, these, these are the shows for you to watch because you get the insight and how things go in a day-to-day struggle and what it takes to basically get from one event to the next and all the pitfalls that happen in between. So I'm actually just trying to find the episode that we did that. I'm actually like a little going through the archives real fast to see if I can find the episode number. With Dave and Cal? Yeah, well, we were at Super Friends Super Show, the Super Friends Fest. We had a lot right. of fun at that. I, I can't just can't find oh, yeah. it. I just and find if it. I remember right, that's where I had my... Uh, Interview with Gene Oakland. We did interview him. There was a rule. We were not allowed to do that, but you did meet him, which is yes. important. I know and, I interviewed and, ODB at that one. Yeah, and I, I'm telling you, I'm glad I was had the opportunity to do it with him because shortly, not too after, he passed on, and it was God. It, all the memories that just came flooding back, especially from the AWA and and everything that he had in here. He was like a rolodex of professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot find it. I will keep looking, but I cannot find it at okay. the moment. So, well, that is cool. That is that. So, all right, we'll move on. Let's get into some wrestling stuff. We'll get into the pay per views and everything else in a bit. I had to reorganize this spot, it's just run sheet a little bit because of stuff that went on on NXT this week. But we'll get to all that. <laughs> we'll start actually with something that happened at the end of Raw. Raw, by the way, was a cluster F show. Because of injuries, apparently some people were sick. I think there's a couple, mm-hmm. there's a couple of variants going around that I'm not officially going to say that. Right. And um, so, so, but a lot of people were not at the show. I mean, they had to rewrite the show on the fly. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, Vince is not good." They're like, "No, there was injuries and no, shit happens. Yeah. Like shit happens." So the so the um, Gunther Tommaso Ciampa match that was supposed to take place either at Fastlane or next week on Raw got moved up to this week on Raw mm-hmm. in the main event. And it was a fantastic main event, by the by. God damn it, that was a oh, great oh, main that, event. 25-minute yeah. main event. Um, and Gunther retained. No one real surprised at the end of the day. No one really surprised by this. But the important part was after the match. And um, Ciampa is getting jumped by Imperium. And Gunther just leaves his henchmen to deal with Ciampa. And then suddenly Johnny Organo's music hits. And he comes out to save Ciampa. And they officially based on Michael Cole and the fact that they are about to hit the finishing move, but it's, on, it's online and it, it got cut off by cable. But DIY is back together, and I am so damn excited about this. Your thoughts? My thoughts are, are this, is now that they're back, do you, and, and me personally, I would love to see this, for them to go after the Judgment Day for the straps. I think you start with Imperium. You gotta you just don't rush right into it. I think rushing right into it would be bad. Mm-hmm. Mainly because you gotta remember they haven't been together in a long time. And a lot of people don't really know them as a team. So if you build mm-hmm. them up, take your time, have a feud with Imperium, mm-hmm. and then after they beat Imperium, maybe by the end of the year, you have them become a contender, maybe you do it at Mania. 
Yeah. That'd be something to do. I, I mean, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying not yet. Right. Like, take your I mean, time on and, it. Wait. And that's depending whether or not Judgment today still have the, the tag team titles. Which I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the fast lane. But I, yeah, and, I think the thing is, is you need a good solid tag team that's healthy. And right now, they're just coming in at the right time at the right place. No, I agree. I, I think that's a great idea, actually. I just wouldn't do it yet. I give it a little bit of time, wait until you've got to have the crowd that doesn't know them. As a mm-hmm. team, get to know them. Bring back the music. Bring back things. Show them their highlights from NXT. Show them yep. as a team. Show them how they got together. Like show that stuff, so that people know. Oh, this is a very big deal. Like this is right. a very very big deal because the odds is a big deal. But there's definitely people out there. Because how long has it been? Like five years, six, four or five years since they've been together. Yeah. So yeah. like it's been a long time because they had the whole feud and they had the pandemic and then the way happened and like it's yep. been a long time since we've had them together so yeah yeah you gotta give it time before yeah. you just throw I it mean, in there set up a good program with imperium and kick their ass and take it from there exactly i think that's what you do so no i do i think they should be tied to champion by the beginning by, by wrestlemania at the latest mm-hmm. but just wait just give it a little time and i 100 percent agree with you though 100 percent. all right let's jump over to nxt so no mercy happened on saturday mm-hmm. on, um, on saturday night and I enjoy Number C. I actually really enjoy NXT TLEs. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I, so I was joking with you that WWE only announced five matches for Fastlane. And then it dawned on me there was only six matches on No Mercy. <laughs> it dawned on me after I said that to you. Like, maybe yeah. I shouldn't be complaining about this. Because I really enjoyed a six-match card on No Mercy. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. You know, so I should I mean, not complain. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, from a different point of view where it didn't seem like it was hurried or rushed. Yeah. You, you gave enough time to the matches for them to, to play out instead of like, okay, you know, hey, you know, you're getting in the back. Okay, you, you guys got two more minutes left, so, you know, finish it up. You know, Or have 14 great. matches over four, over four and a half hours. But we'll get right. to that. I we'll mean, get there. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it was, it was a nice pace and it was comfortable and it was worth the view. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Mercy. Um, I'm not going to go the whole thing. So the problem is, I had the highlights on here, and then NXT happened. The thing changed. Um, <laughs> the big one was Trip Williams beat um, Gary Dominic from Syria to win the NXT North American Championship. Yep. Great big deal. Something to talk about. But then, on Monday, um, Rhea told Dom if he doesn't beat Trick in a rematch on Tuesday, don't bother coming yep. home. Yep. So then we had the match in the main event of NXT where Dom defeated Trick. To retain, to regain the NXT North American Championship with help from the Judgment Day and J.D. McDonough. A lot of What the blue the hell was the point of the title change? Oh, my God. What was the point you of know, it? What was the point of the title change? What was the point? <laughs> I, that's the whole thing is I didn't get is why, you know, why put it back on Dom? And the whole thing is, wouldn't you think that if you wanted to put some sort of wedge into the Judgment Day... Dom not having the belt would be would be it. Oh, I agree. Yeah, but, what was then, the, like, but the whole point here, though, mm-hmm. Trick is a replacement for Mustafa Ali. I understand that. Right. Completely get it. Then why bother to change the title to begin with? Why bother? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> to me, doing that, would, like I said, it just didn't make sense because my thing is, if you wanted to make J.D. McDonough part of the Judgment Day... Which, I don't think he's officially part of it, but he's there. 
you know, permanently, then the way to do it would be oust Dom and move him in. So now you're back to where you were before. It's like he's knocking on the door trying to get in, and no one's opening the door for him. I don't know. I think Rhea likes him. I don't think Damien does. Obviously, Finn loves him. Here's the thing. Uh, with Finn, where do you see him going? I mean, do you think he's siding with his friend JD? I, I or... have a weird feeling. And we'll get to, I, I have some thoughts for Fastlane when we get there. But okay. my whole thing is, I think JD will be a part of Judgment Day. And I don't think Don is going to be the one kicked out. And I'll get to there when we get to Fastlane. I have thoughts. Okay. Okay. Um, before we get back, move on. Ilya Dragunov beat Carmelo Hayes to win the NXT Championship. God damn it, these two men. I thought their match the last time they fought was great. This one took it up to a whole new fucking level. Holy hell, was this fantastic. <laughs> Physical match, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, respect to everybody watching. Like, that was great. <laughs> this, this, this match uh, did not disappoint at all. And, I mean, it was action when the bell sounded. And was action throughout the whole match, and the the ending, you know, I I wanted Ilya to win without a doubt, mm-hmm. and he did. I kind of expected him to actually. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think I picked against but, it, but I think I kind of expected it. Right, and, and basically, it seemed like it was kind of bittersweet, but understandable because if Carmella is going up to the main roster. Then I don't know if he is or not. We'll get to that in a minute. That's another thing going on that next week's Tuesday. That's what I mean. NXT happened and kind of changed everything. So like, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna set this up, then you gotta pull the trigger and see it all the way through. By the way, can I say I appreciated them congratulating Ely Dragunov on Raw? I didn't expect yes. that. That was a nice surprise. That was a very nice surprise. Yep. Um, the other big thing, the other. So okay, I have a question for you. I don't Go think ahead. it's gonna be Hayes. Uh, Halloween Havoc's in a couple of weeks. We have Becky's opponent already. We'll get to that in a minute. Right. Who plays the only dragon off at Halloween Havoc? Fair question, right? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I got an answer. Go ahead. Probably not going to like. Well, good. Because everyone's kind of making an appearance on NXT. I have an answer, too, but and one actually came out of Tuesday's show. But you first. Cody Rhodes. I'm going Baron Corbin. Uh, because Baron Corbin confronted him. And Baron said something I did not expect and I completely forgot about. That's mm-hmm. in the last year, the only other person that's beaten Dragunov besides Hayes is Corbin. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that, Joe Corbin. By but, the way, fantastic right. writing to bring that back up because I completely forgot about it. So, so did I. Corbin versus Dragunov. It's not a PLE. The PLE as they call it on um, PW Talk Fantasy, the PLE light. Mm-hmm. Havoc on NXT. Halloween Havoc on NXT. So, I thought a bad main event for night two. Halloween Havoc on Halloween night. Drag it off Corbin. You know? Or, uh... How about Dragon off and Tyler Bate? That's not bad either. I'm just throwing out there because that's what they set up on Tuesday. But who knows? Well, okay, I, I, the real part is, your title match here, there's no need for a title match in December because they're bringing back the Iron, Chal- the Iron Survivor Challenges. Right. So, they're not going to need a title match for that show. So you're going to have to do another head match on maybe January after Havoc. Right. So that's a good deal. That's good, at least. Um, the other big deal, the main event was Becky Lynch defeating Tiffany Stratton in an extreme rules match 
probably the most extreme map they've had on NXT in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, this was great. Uh, I thought this was fantastic. But I was worried for the women after Dragon on Haze, how they were going to follow it. And then they did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they knocked it out of the park. So I enjoyed that. I thought it was great. Like, well done. Well done, ladies. Tiffany went up to a new level. I'm expecting her on the main roster by the Rumble, the latest. At the absolute latest. So, especially because I'm hearing things about Jade Cardhill. Yeah. We're going to be getting her so sooner. Many. We're getting her sooner than the Rumble. So, yeah. um, so that's that. Um, Becky already had her next two opponents set. <laughs> um, Monday, she's facing Tegan Knox. And at the at Halloween Havoc, if she retains the Katika Knox, she will. She's going to be facing um, um, Valkyria. Valkyria. Right. So I enjoy it. This is going to be fun. I'm liking Becky's reign because she's not just facing the regular people. She's not just yeah. facing and, the regular. And, and, she's facing and, other people. And just to show how intense that the match was is uh, Becky suffered an injury that required 10 stitches. 11. 11 stitches. Mm-hmm. 11? I thought, yeah. I thought it was. It was 11 according yeah. to an article I read. Okay, and uh, you know they showed the show. Tiffany's face. You see Tiffany's face, all bruised up. Yeah. Oh my God! I, those yeah. two beat the crap out of each other. Like I give credit where it's due. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can put on some makeup, but it, it doesn't. No, no, really they, they both. They both. Tech, I think Tiff should take a little breather. Let's take a little break. You were champion for a bit. Take a little break. I think yeah. do the call up at the Rumble. That's what I think you do. Yep. Um. So then we moved on. Now that's um. Then okay, that's NXT. We'll go over to AEW. We'll come back to NXT in a little while. Trust me, we will. We'll come back to NXT because <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, look at there. AEW had Wrestle Dream this past weekend. There would be no way in hell we're getting out of the show in an hour if we went through every single match of Wrestle Dream. There was fourteen fucking matches on this show. Fourteen matches. Why? I don't, I don't know. know. We reviewed nine of them. We previewed nine of them. They added no. a tenth match to the main show, threw four matches on the pre-show, and they did a half-hour pre-pre-show on YouTube. What the hell are they doing? I, I just think that the they go by the rule is less storyline, more action, and more matches. Oh, but according to Tony Khan, they have more storylines than anyone. According to, I swear to God, he said that. He actually I mean, said that I mean, words. Those words. I mean, here, here's the thing. All those matches you have in that period of time, it's like, when do you have time for a breather and a break and you don't? It was like, boom, 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 boom. There was a joke on Sunday that no one had time to go to the bathroom. Like, nobody had time. Because the, they had video packages, but they lasted 30 seconds. There was there was no time to move. I, I barely had time to get up and get a beverage. Like, and there was no time. <laughs> when, when you have zero hour and part of zero hour is all these, like, vignettes for the packages. Here's the problem with that. And I agree with you. That's the problem. That was the pre-pre-show. They did the pre-pre-show right. on YouTube right. with a half-hour video packages. And then they did yeah. a full hour of matches. I'm like... Why? <laughs> like, was there a reason we needed Josh Barnett on the pre-show? Or I, I like, why did we have to have um and, and Daddy Ass and the acclaim defend their titles? Like, I didn't understand any of that. Like, it made no the sense. The only reason I think that it was done the way it was, and I've said this before, is it was a show done to honor Antonio Anoki and all the people that knew him and worked for him and. Hence, that's why we got the Josh Barnett match. But still, I mean, and then, of course, you have 
Um, Rocky Romero came out and grandsons of a Tony Onoki and how Tony was presenting and saying that this is all done in honor of him and giving him the flower. My okay, thing is, I have a question. I have no problem with that. I think that's great. If you watch Russell Dream and you did not watch the pre-show, right. did you even know this is a tribute to Antonio Inoki? If you didn't no, watch, because... if you didn't watch pre-show, because they they didn't do anything on the main show for it, no, at and all. The thing is, on the pre-show, you wouldn't have known it because on the oh, pre-show... no, on the pre-show, yeah, I mean, on the pre-show, if you watched that first hour, like people in the building, people in the building, were, they were not there for most of the pre-show. You saw the crowd coming in as right. the show was going on. If you were not there for the very beginning of the pre-show, say you were, say you were watching football and you jumped over for the main show. Mm-hmm. You had no idea that was a tribute show for Antonio Inoki. You had no clue. <laughs> no, I need that. And my thing is, is if you wanted to make people aware of <laughs> it, it was a tribute show, then you should have made that known perfectly clear. You should have done that segment at the beginning of the show. That's the, you should have waited until they went on the air pay-per-view and did that, right. that, that little tribute. Right. You know, I mean, in front of more people. In front of more people that were actually in the building. Because I, I think in the opening what that Tony was doing, I think you kind of confused some people. Like, okay, I thought Russell Dream was basically a, a dream card of two wrestlers you would like to see face off against one another. It, not a tribute show. Well, well, in, in his defense, they did say that on Dynamite. But again, they say a lot of things on Dynamite. As a matter of fact, when we previewed the show last week, mm-hmm. it wasn't until halfway through the tri- happy through the preview. That John reminded us that it was a tribute show to Tony Anoki because we forgot. Mm-hmm. We both, we all three of us forgot. <laughs> that says a lot to me that all three of us forgot. <laughs> well, I. What Tony's got to realize is the time frame we've got, you don't have to like. Squeeze everything in. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. You, you 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 can leave some things go. You could have you know, done. You, want... you know what you could have done. You could have done. You know what you could have done. I, I, I thought about this. You know how when we're doing pay per views on and PLEs and WWE and they do Saturday night shows, right? And Friday night SmackDown has been not even since the go home show. They've been doing big time like super matches on Friday night that would have normally been on the PLE. Right. Do them on SmackDown to help the ratings and also to not have a bloated show on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They have collision on Saturday. Correct. They could have done a couple of these matches on collision and not bloated the show on Sunday. The Josh Barnett show, the match. Like, I, 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 almost understand, I almost understand that being on the pre show if that was meant for tribute. I almost understand that. I get that. They could mm-hmm. have done the acclaim match, they could have done the Ricky Stark some. Um, I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that we had to fire your opponent until you're facing really you to match. Could have done that on the collision. You could I mean, you could have done that on collision. Like I can't think of anything. Both of the two matches on the top of my head, you could have moved the collision, and we've had more time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's just I. You could have done the you you could have not done the ROH tag team title match. You didn't need that. You yep. know you could you could have dropped that completely. <laughs> that's something you probably could have did on collision. Or you just say, we're not doing a match because Adam Cole's hurt and we'll get back to this later. 
Yeah, because that Adam you could have done. Like the the yeah, we're gonna do this match another time when Adam Cole heals because he fucked himself up coming off right. the ramp. But like he's hurt. It happened. Shit happened. Accidents happen. You right. could have very easily said, "We're not having this match." And if you wanted right. MJF on the card, and I understand wanting your champion on mm-hmm. the card, and you don't have time to do a new rivalry, even though I think Jay, I think they could have pushed to done Jay White versus MJF on this show, but that's a different story. Right. You just have him come out, open the show, cut the promo, maybe even you know talk about that weird thing that happened at the end of Dynamite. Maybe talk yeah. about that. You yeah. don't have to have a match. And then you, then you slowly start. Like you know how the show should have started. It should have started. Wrestle Dream the pay per view should have started with um, Tony Khan and then Antonio Contribute and then MJF coming out, cutting a promo, talking about what happened on Dynamite, and then we start the matches. That's how the show should have started. There you go. Like, there you go. <laughs> that's how it should have started. Like, right. You know, like I get things happen, but like that how the show should have started. Anyway, the important stuff from the show. Um, I just have to give kudos to John Moxley. So my favorite thing on the entire show was him doing commentary. I was laughing my fucking ass off the entire time. My favorite part was him cursing his head off on the pre-show. And then coming back out for the um, Yuta match. Mm-hmm. And saying, I got fined for cursing on the pre-show, so I got to watch my mouth. And then, covering his microphone when he starts cursing. And saying, look, I covered my microphone. <laughs> I almost thought of a chair laughing. I was like, come on, Box, Come on. That's too damn funny. There you go. Oh, my God. But, no, that, that was great. Um, Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr., I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. It yep. wasn't great, in my personal opinion. I don't think it was five stars, like a lot of people said. Then again, I've also never been a huge fan of ESJ, and I'm not a huge fan of this type of match. I'm not a huge fan of the technical wizardry matches. This is, this is not my personal style. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Because I just wasn't as high on it as a lot of people have been. Um, I think it was done very well. Um, the, the outcome. You knew Brian was winning. You knew Brian was winning. Yeah. You know, it was kind of. You're in Seattle. It's his match. He's had a retirement tour. You know, you knew he was winning. Yeah. (laughs) It it seemed that, you know, that for a minute you thought that Zack Sabre Jr. was going to come out on top, but then, you know, things changed and. Brian won. Um, I don't think that this is the end of their rivalry. Oh, no, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I, I think there's going to be another one because basically Sabre Jr. is going to say, well, you know, um, I'm still the best technical wrestler. Exactly. Because you didn't make me tap. You didn't make me tap. You didn't right. make me tap. You and and if, if, if you really want to prove it, let's have it where basically we have another match and – it's going to be submission match only. That, that, that would be great. That would actually be interesting. I want to see how they pull that off. Again, though, I'm just not a huge fan of this style. It's just not my personal favorite style. It's just, I don't think, honestly, I would, I'm not a huge fan of Bret Hart for the same reason. I'm not a huge fan of this style. It's just my personal taste. You know what I mean? It's my I mean, personal taste. Like, it, and that's it was, what it is. I mean, and, and it was, it's great to watch two techno wrestlers go at it. You know, see, but it gets boring. Know, move, it gets boring. Move. It's kind of like counter move, counter move. You want to see, who and I and maybe it was better in stuff. person, but it, I just get bored after like ten minutes of it. I get bored. I want some intensity. I want you to turn up a little bit. There was no turning it up because they weren't doing that kind of match, and I'm like, come on. Because my thing is, is I like watching this type of match only because I want to see who's going to make the first mistake 
that's going to basically make the match evolve Fair enough. around other things. Fair enough. Um, I'm just going to say something that um good friend of the show, Fritz Fan, said on his podcast this past mm-hmm. week. Um, we'll throw out there. He's like, well, you know what you do? You do Daniel because Danielson Okada sound, apparently is penciled in for Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. Think about that. That's insane. Um, so Danielson Okada two penciled in. So what you do is you do that match Wrestle Kingdom, and then you do this rematch at Dominion. Yeah. And New Japan also wins on this thing because they get their we yeah. get the rematches. Yeah. So that's what you do. So sort of like I have a feeling Omega um, Osprey three is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. So. Um, uh, probably. So, um, moving on, we picking up Omega. We had the Don Kyle family defeating Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers, Gravara and Jericho. This match was weird. This match was strange. They tried really hard to make this match work. Um, Coda is not Coda right now at all. He's not the same person he was. Um, if any part of it, they tried so hard because they tried it. And he tried to do the whole, I'm going to, I'm getting hit in the head. I'm getting pissed off. The problem is, there's no setup for that right now because he has never been in this company. So there's no setup to him doing this intense, like, turning up. So Mandy was confused. I understood it. And then it sucked anyway because he fell down. So it didn't matter. So it might have mattered. The whole match was not. I expected so much more from this match. I really did. I, to, I'm not complaining so much about the show. I enjoyed the okay, show, but I'm complaining okay. so much. <laughs> okay. Best explain it is that when. Gonna fell down. To me, I thought he was overselling. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. I just it didn't work for me. I, I and here's the thing with Coda: if you're not familiar with the people that you work with, and you haven't had a chance to work with them, true, very true. This is this is what happens. And I think there might have been some miscommunication on things or how things were supposed to be done, and then Coda oversold it, which kind of led like. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I don't know. It didn't you know? work for me at all. This didn't work, it, and I wanted and, it to. And, I really looked forward to this match, and it did not work for me. Yeah, it, and it seemed that it was off. And the whole weird thing was Sammy pinning Jericho, and I can't. I I get that. I understand because, that. That doesn't make sense to me because you want to rub it in to Chris that hey, you know, I I one upped you. Right. Exactly. I understand that. That's right. fine. So whether or not. Um, and I still think this is going to happen, is that Kenny and Chris will still kind of have, you know, that, uh, for lack of better words, the cohesiveness that they want to do things together because they want to take down the Don Callis family. But I still see them expanding and adding another member to it down the road. Fair enough. We'll find out as we go with that. Um Let's see here. The other stuff here. Um, FTR retained the AW World Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks won the ability to face them whenever. Um, joy. I, I, I Young Bucks winning got literally a applause. Like, literally a tempered Mac applause from the crowd. They did not care. This crowd did not care about the Bucks winning. <laughs> and no. FTR, they were hurt by the back, but they were the next to last match, and everyone was saving their energy for the main event. So the crowd was dead for that match. So, like, I guess we're getting this match again. I know Full Gear is in L.A., so mm-hmm. I'm going to assume this match is happening at Full Gear. I would I would say why not. But, yeah, I don't know. And, I'm in a weird spot. It really sounds like I hated the show and it did not. But go ahead. I, I, I would, it wouldn't be far-fetched for uh, FTW to lose the straps to FTR. Young Bucks. FTR. FTR. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, FTR. Uh, to the Young Bucks at, at that time because – 
got to give them a break. You got to have them recover. You got to let them, you know, heal up from their injuries. And what t- better way to do it is in, give it to in another team that had the box. Sorry, I just I hate that. Okay, okay, I just want to say something. It really sounds like I hated this show. I did not hate this show. I actually really enjoyed this show until the ending when I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a certain part of the show where I'm just like, Ugh. isn't you know, it over like, yet? Like, come on! And the, the and results this are is this weird. Spring. And this brings back to what we're talking about and how you had too many matches because it was like you're getting to the point like, come on, is this over with? I, I like, I want to go to bed, you know, but I don't want to miss this. I worked the next but, day. You know, like, I worked the next you know, day. <laughs> and, and, and that brings us back to that point: too many matches in that period of time, and. Tony doesn't have to do that, and he shouldn't have to. Basically, let the match develop and let it spread out and give it the time it That's needs. Another, you know what? Now that I think about it, that's the other match that should have been on collision. The Fatal 4-Way for the Book of Tennessee, that match should have been on collision. Like, there you I go. I knew, there was a, I knew there was one more match that could have been on collision. So that should have been on collision. Because they've, done that, they've done that in the past, but to basically showcase all the, your talent on this, you're, you're cramming it into a defined space and when you cram it and you don't let the match develop people kind of like okay and now i'm getting bored yada 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 let's get this over with do i really really care about this match and i was looking forward to the main really? event someone was like let's get to the main event let's get to the main yeah, event you know, uh, i mean why are we dragging this out let's just you know because i mean when you list the matches on the card and you're basically want to get the crowd emotionally hooked and involved on it basically you don't want to have a match that leads in before your your main event to kind of lay flat because now that means oh great now i have to work on getting the crowd all involved and get the crowd what was the match before ftr wasn't it Daniel sin and saber i think that was the match before this so you have a match that people called match of the night i almost feel bad for them because you're following a match of the night and people are looking forward to the main event so, like, you have this match in the middle. You could have put anything else here. Like, you could have done the, the World Giant Championship earlier in the show. Like, I don't understand the way this work, this match show was booked because, like, you know the crowd's going to be de- almost dead after Brian Daniels match in Seattle. So... You know, you, you gotta... You gotta look at... The expectation is that you want the crowd into this at all times, and if you have a so match, that I feel like half the show has been us rebooking Russell Dream. I feel like half the show has been that. <laughs> you know, I mean, and the thing is, if you have a match where the crowd is not into it, and then that means that the next match after that, these people have to work that much harder to get the crowd back. No, I, I agree. But the main event was Christian Cage defeating Darby Allen to retain the TNT Championship two to one. Um, before we even get to the ending, the two, the big thing at the end. Darby's going to kill himself one of these days. He's going to kill himself a pay-per-view. Why the hell did anybody let him twice do that spot where Christian threw Darby back for out of the stairs like that? Like, why was that a good idea? On what planet was that approved? <laughs> Once again, it comes back to a person, to initials, TK. You know, you, you got to basically know the limitations on what your talent can do and how much your talent can take and if 
you go by word when you're talking to him face to face. Are you good? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you injured? No. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Is there something I should know about? No. This is when you send them the medical and you have the medical people say, you know what? This talent should not be wrestling tonight because of blank. Because now the talent is going to go in either re-injure or further injure something that they never discussed. And all of a sudden when the push comes to shove and you're looking at getting him in a premier match, they say, well, I can't do it because I'm not medically cleared. No, I know. Whose fault is it? No, I know. Although you have Darby do that. We get him to the match. It's 1-1. Um, Nick Wayne comes out to uh, to help Darby, so we think. Mm-hmm. And um, Nick Wayne then turned on Darby, hit him with the chair, and Christian won the title, won the match. Mm-hmm. With the top here, Nick Wayne turning heel. Not going to lie, I like this move. I actually do like this move a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but I think he could be a really good asshole. I'm kind of sh- was shocked by the move. So. Oh, I was shocked, but I think that's the best kind of heel turn you know, sometimes. So, they got the I best mean, kind of heel turn when it's shocking. If, if you think about the creepy comments that Christian Cage has been making, you just kind of go, ooh, and then the heel turn kind of went, ooh, it's even weirder. It's like, I agree. okay. So, I mean, will Nick give Christian Cage mom's phone number? Well, I think he had it already. I would feel like he's ready to in her DMs. So. And, and, and Nick Wayne's mom was emotionally involved, and you saw the. Did anyone that, tell Nick mom, Nick Wayne's mom, that Nick was turning? Did anyone tell her? Because like that was amazing to no, watch. Like holy crap! I don't think they did because the expression on her face was natural. If if you look at it, she was totally shocked and surprised, and I wasn't acting. Yeah, that was I great. I thought that, that was fantastic. That was great television and, right there. And, and of course, the the beverage in the face of Christian that was great. So well, then Nick Wayne turns on Derby. So then Derby gets jumped. By um, Christian Nick Wayne. By the way, I forgot to note that um, Christian decided, I don't know why, to um, strip all the um, the rig stuff and have the boards out. And that was weird. We haven't seen that since Ciampa and Gargano and Gargano and Ciampa and Cole and those dudes. So that happens. That yep. was weird. We were, people were joking online that um, Christian was just helping them, the ring crew, say the ring down in advance. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, yeah, why, to, that's to, pretty to, funny. That's pretty funny. To, to uh, get out of the, the arena, that is, is it? that is pretty funny. But um, so we have Luchasaurus and, and Christian and, then, and Nick Wayne attack Darby, and this Sting comes out. The crowd yep. pops for Sting, but they're expecting somebody else. But it's Sting. It's still Sting. It's pretty cool. He comes yep. out and he helps Darby, and then he starts getting beat down. And then Christian goes against a couple of chairs, setting up for a concerto, and then the crowd, and then the building goes black. And I look at Manny, and we both look at like. Oh shit, they're actually doing this. So then a video comes on, the future presentation video hits, someone's driving a vehicle, you see the words rated R on the road. And I, I looked at her, oh no, this is real. This is actually real. So then all of a sudden we get to the ring. Somebody says this whole thing. So we get to the ring, we come back to the ring, and everyone's confused. The crowd's catching on to what's going on. And all of a sudden, you hear, you think you know him on the arena, and I'm like, Oh my god! And then music hits. It didn't click at first. It didn't click. I was too many freaking out because one mm-hmm. Adam Copeland walks out, and I'm freaking out because I love Edge. And he comes out, and all of a sudden, you hear Metalingus, and I immediately I lost my mind because if there's ever going to be a moment, and I, okay, I'll say this. I I remember right after the Rumble 2020, mm-hmm. when, he, when he returned, and I came on this podcast, and I said this might be one of the single 
best moments in my wrestling life. It was one of my favorite moments. I slept my shit. This now is number two. Because knowing he came out on the AEW stage and that music hit, I'm like, whoa, I cannot believe they did this. So he comes out, he literally does the entire, it's like Ed decided, I'm leaving WWE, I'm having AEW, and I'm Adam Copeland, and I'm doing the exact same thing here. The crowd goes crazy, he does his entrance, he comes down in the ring, and he confronts Christian, takes the steel chair away from Christian, looks like he's going to attack Sting, he goes after Nick Wayne instead, and um, spears Luchasaurus, and spears Nick Wayne, Christian gets away, and then we have a moment, we're Christian, or Christian, we're, um, Adam Copeland. I, I think he's calling him Adam Copeland, not Edge. Adam Copeland shakes um, Darby's hand, shakes Sting's hand. Mm-hmm. The, the show goes off the air with Men and Linda playing in the background. And I'm in shock that this just happened. Your thoughts? <sighs> One, I, 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 I knew something was in the works. I just didn't expect it at Wrestle Dream. I expected something more like on Dynamite. Uh, but I was like, I mean, I just like, holy cow, holy shit, he's here. And here's the beauty part of his entrance is that phrase that came on, you think you know him, is recorded by Beth Phoenix. Yes, it was, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. I knew the voice sounded familiar, I couldn't figure out in the moment. (laughs) So basically, every time he comes out to that, Beth is always with him. And... TK had no problem for paying for the music rights for this. Um, well, before we uh, let me um explain. So I did watch. Okay, another thing with the freaking comparison WWE versus AEW. Was like, yeah. Okay. So WWE when they do their post-show press conferences, they're maybe forty-five minutes to an hour tops. Tops. Um, AEW's gotten better about this. They're maybe an hour and a half sometimes. Whatever. The problem with it being on the West Coast, there's no reason for anyone to go home because it's the West Coast and it's, two or, it's three hours earlier. Mm-hmm. This press conference went two and a half hours. <laughs> so I'd like to thank somebody who on the YouTube page went in and put time codes for each of the wrestlers you wanted to watch. <laughs> so you didn't have to watch the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And I jumped to Adam Copeland's portion of the conference. And a couple of things he said. First of all, he said, I signed a full-time contract. He is full-time. He'll be working every week. Not wrestling every week, but working every week. He'll be on the show every week. Didn't see how long the contract was. Number two was the music. He addressed the music. He said that that music's mine. He didn't, he, that wasn't licensed. That's not licensed. That music was given to him by the Ultra Bridge. Okay. It has nothing to do with WWE. It has nothing to do with Tony Khan. That is Ed, Ed, Adam Copeland's music. Okay. So that's why. That actually went through him, not okay. through Algebridge. That's number two. Number three, the video that we watched was filmed by Darby. Darby did that with Edge. That was filmed by Darby. Wow. In Seattle. In Seattle. Wow. So that was that one. What was the fourth thing? I forgot what the fourth thing was. That will come back to me. But like, and seeing um, Adam on this screen, he seems so happy. It was so nice to see him happy and not stressed out. It was so nice. Yeah. So. I, and, and I don't know if this came up or not, but I know that um, 
when he wrestled this last match, Sheamus, um, and basically they both felt good about it. And he said that basically he uh, felt great. Uh, yeah, he said it was one of his match. best matches he ever did. Right, and basically said he felt great after the match and that, that everything went well. And Yeah, you yeah. Know, so everyone was kind of thinking, okay, well, this is it. He's, he's, he's going to be retired full-time and spend time at home. Well, and the video popped up with him saying, yeah, I've got a uh, WWE contract in my inbox. Okay, I, I, I can explain that. Can I explain that? Because yeah. that's actually an explanation for that. So when the whole thing situation happened, Wayne Keller went online and said, I heard certain things, how WWE is not signing him. There is no contract. There is nothing. He's going to be a free agent. And Adam Colburn, always being in sell mode and not wanting to reveal anything, that's where that video came from. That was total bullshit. It was bullshit. That whole video was bullshit. It wasn't real. That was him trying to hide this from people. Yep. So that wasn't real. So don't even I go mean, by that. That video now is irrelevant. The whole video. I mean, and, and, and the thing is when he did the video and how... Oh, yeah, but again, now, although, now knowing what we know, that video right. is irrelevant. I mean, he, here's the thing: when the, he did the video, you can see he was very relaxed and doing it. Well, no, I agree, but I know, you know I, now that I know what's coming next. Yeah, that video is irrelevant. It makes no sense. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I, I just, I just like the way he's going. Yeah, I got this contract extension. There was no contract. There was no contract. There was no contract. And then, and then it goes. Well, I gotta go. I want to finish my coffee. Click. And yeah. it's like there was no contract. He's he's <sighs> he's. He's playing around with the fans. Is what he's doing. He's playing around with the fans for all the rumors that are going around, and he just wants to keep everyone guessing. So, okay, so let's let's get on to other things real fast here. So, first of all, we're doing this on Wednesday, as I said, and AW, to their credit, they're having trouble selling tickets. They are having a really bad time selling tickets to shows. Like they cannot fill buildings to save their lives right now. Like they maybe had like five thousand people in the building for shows lately, which is nothing. So they're trying. They're trying really hard. And they took a page out of Cody's book and put up a promotional picture yesterday saying, Adam Copeland is going to be on Dynamite tonight and on Collision Saturday and on Title Tuesday. Come see him. Smart. I give you W credit. That's very, very smart. Yep. You know? So that's number one. Number two, um, the um, TK on the presser announced that Adam Copeland will be wrestling at the title Tuesday, because so for those who don't know, the, the, the playoffs we're talking, we talk about the playoffs, they do the baseball playoffs happening, and the um, TBS is the home of the playoffs, and they and they have, they have shifted Dynamite to Tuesday mm-hmm. on October 10th because of the playoffs, nope. which I knew about two months ago, but I forgot about it. Not gonna lie, I kind of forgot about it, and so they got now they're up against NXT, and they got to load the show up. So they announced um, Adam Copeland is having his first match in the AEW against Luchasaurus. Very cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, by the way, it's Tony Khan's birthday on October 10th. Had nothing to do with the show, but I laughed my ass off when TK brought it up at the press conference. I just wanted to bring that up here. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and the other match I forgot to write down here, they're also doing um, um, what was it? Soraya versus um, Akira Shida for the title mm-hmm. on Title Tuesday. So watching NXT, <laughs> watching NXT, not going to lie, this was not on my mind. 
Title Tuesday was not on my mind watching NXT. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot, again, because it's not, it's not normal Tuesday routine. You did NXT right. night, Wednesday's AEW. And also, we have other things going on this week. So I'm just like, okay. All of a sudden, they're setting, all of a sudden, Carmelo Hayes had a, had an in-ring thing with, um, had an in-ring promo with Dragunov and Trick, and then he got confronted mm-hmm. in the back by Braun Breaker. And we're like, okay, cool, whatever. Not thinking anything of it. And then they meet up the Hayes in the back, in the old parking lot. And he didn't get jumped, by the way, so don't worry about that. But um, Hayes said, I just got a phone call from somebody. And he said, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And the person on the phone is John Cena. And he goes and says, and he's like, well, he would know. He's had to pick himself up 16 times after losing, so he knows how, how it feels. And then he's like, so here's what we're doing. Next week on NXT, we're ha- I'm going to face Braun Breaker. In a rematch from WrestleMania weekend. That's big enough as it is. And then he goes and says, Oh, and John Cena is going to be in my corner. I dropped my phone. I was stunned when he said this. I'm like, what? Later on in the show, um, Paul Heyman pops up on the screen <laughs> and says, Well, since John Cena is going to be here, and he's now involved in the bloodline business, and I thought he was going to say Roman Reigns is going to be on the show. I really thought he was going to say that. That's he goes and says, Well, the tribal chief has approved me to be in Braun Breaker's corner. So now, it's Carmelo Hayes with John Cena versus Braun Breaker with Paul Heyman. And then, <laughs> and then, I'm not even sure where this match even came from, but we're also doing this. We're doing Oscar versus Roxanne Perez. Sure. Okay. And what? then, and then, <laughs> if you thought they were done, and I wanted to know who made this phone call and told them this is happening. Wait, there's more. Cody fucking Rhodes is going to be on NXT to make a major announcement. So Cody Rhodes is going to be at NXT head-to-head with Dynamite. Who the hell so, saw that one coming? So <laughs> here's, here's what all this that I'm thinking leads up to. If you want to have a stack deck Holy hell. to promote NXT... You've done it. And oh, if my you want God. To, if you want to split the viewership up, I think you've done it. Because now, instead of people going to AEW, they're going to be focused on going to NXT because of all these people making appearances. Yeah, I was stunned when they made this. I was, what are they? And then so, it dawned on me, I mean, oh, shit, they're going up against AEW. I mean, and and, and, here's the and thing. Triple H and fucking um, Tom Michael decided, yeah. fuck it, it's our night. We're doing our thing. Yeah, so I, I look at it at, at this from this viewpoint is that since they have done this, where they've brought in stars from the main roster into NXT to kind of help boost things, I mean, it, they're doing it, and, and this is on a whole bigger level. Oh, jeez. Because when you have all this talent. I can't believe they brought in Cena. I cannot believe they got Cena to come in for this. I mean, when like, you got uh, all this major talent coming into NXT to basically pump up the show and pump up the ratings and getting people excited, you've taken a giant step in the right direction because now you're basically like firing shots at AEW and you're hitting them where it hurts and you're making it very difficult for people to watch your competition. So I'm not sure what we're doing yet Tuesday. I don't know how we're doing this yet. I know I don't want to say I make it late because I do work the next morning. So I have a feeling I'm going to be popping one show up on the laptop and one the TV and watching them both because it's going to be easier. Or or you watch NXT and then you watch... I just said I don't want to stay up late. I don't want to stay up late. 
I don't want to stay up late on, on, on Tuesday night, and, and I want to listen to the recap shows while I'm working on Friday Wednesday. So, okay. you, you, you have to realize something. I rely on my podcast when I'm working. Okay. And if I have to, I already have to delete my Ahsoka podcast until I get to watch the show. I'm not going to delete a Dynamite podcast because I have to watch the show. I will just we'll watch it screen to screen. We'll have both screens on. We'll just okay. watch everything at once. I wish this is like YouTube TV, like football, where they have like this push screen. We could do that. We can't do that with this, unfortunately. Um, Especially when you get two two competitors <laughs> going at it. Oh, I would love this. I would love if they could pull this off. That would be great. I mean, that's, that's it's, Tuesday. It's, it's almost like the uh, Monday Night Wars all over again. So that's Tuesday. But we'll get to Saturday. You know, I, I give WWE credit for bringing in, like, brand new music now, because they can afford it. They're bringing in brand new music for paper for PLEs. And this was yeah. not a bad song. I never heard of the artist. So, I want to pronounce this as Yonaka? Yonaka? I want to go with that. And the song yeah, is called I Want yeah. More. I Want More. So, not bad. Not bad. Well, that, that's kind of like, whoever heard of Hardy until... Apparently, he's big in country music. I don't know. Um... So let's do this. It's not that big. It's not. If you ever want to have a B show, this is a B show classified as a B show. Just happens to have some big stars on it. We'll start from the bottom to the top. This shouldn't take us very long to review. preview. Um, let's, um, let's see here. The LW, excuse me. The LWO, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and either Joaquin Phoenix or Chris Tartaro. I think they're missing a boat here and having Dragon Lee in this match, but that's just me. With um, Selena Vega versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Um, I, I hate to say this, but I think Lashley probably have to win this match so you take their their faction seriously. Now, what do you think? Uh, I think basically the LWO will win, but it's going to come at a price. It's going to come because, as Bobby Lashley said to the Street Profits, he wants intensity and he wants to see proof, and they're going to basically show that to him because if they don't, then this whole... New revamped hurt business is not going to work. Now that I think about it, I think the reason Dragoli is not in this match is because he's either walking wild or Cruz Artero is going to be the one that gets pinned. Now that I'm thinking about it. Probably. That's why he's trying to win this know. match. Because he's somebody to get pinned, and one of them is going to be the one that gets pinned. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because um, my thing is, <laughs> I, I think there's going to be more emphasis on League going after Dominic Mysterio. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Dragon Lee is facing Austin Theory, I think, on SmackDown this week. So that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and the Purdue Tag Team, WWE Tag Team Championship, it is Judgment Day from Bowen Demi Priest taking on, for some reason, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. Why are they having, why are they teamed together? I don't know. Have they ever teamed together before this? Nope. 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 Um, this is happening. No idea why. They're, I'm expecting this match to end like in DQ because there is zero reason. To put a belt on Cody and Jay at no. this point. There's no reason for it. And because there's the also, thing, you can't pity either one of them. So I'm expecting to be cute. Because the other thing that came up from, from Monday Night Raw is, okay, if you do this, where does this leave Sammy and KO in the, in this picture? You know, and my thing is for a new tag team to come together and for them to get the straps is, is basically virtually unheard of, number one. And number two, I think you want to see uh, 
the program develop where whether or not they're going to team regularly to each other and try to take out the judgment day, or are they just kind of here because they both have a common enemy? I don't know. Let's see what happens. I, I, can I just say, can we please get some new feuds going on? I am so sick and tired of judgment day KO Sammy, judgment day Cody, judgment day, well, judgment day Jay's new. But you know what I mean? Like, it's been the same combination for three months now. Can we move on? Please. Please move on. <laughs> Doesn't this seem kind of, uh, how was it to say, um, kind of repetitious? Because I agree. Did, with, with the bloodline, they did the same thing. Like, I just did, do... it's, it's the same matches all the damn time. And they're not <laughs> bad matches. I'm not complaining about the match quality. The match quality is good. But can we just move on? Like, please? I mean, because here's the thing now. I, Judgment Day is on, is on Mondays and Fridays. Right. Bloodlines is on Fridays. You know, when the Tribal Chiefs comes back, is there going to be a rival on Mondays and Fridays for the Bloodline to go against Judgment Day? Probably I would not. love to see probably that. Not. Probably not. I'm not going to say probably not. Oh, I would not. love to see that. Because um, I want to see, I want to see Finn Balor's little ass get kicked by around by Solo. I, I honestly don't think they'll do it because they're heel teams and Triple H is all about heel Brazil. I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it. I'm just being honest here. I don't think Triple H I know, will do that. But, you know, you, you can never rule it out because when Roman <laughs> comes back, what's going to happen? He's not going to give a shit about Judgment Day and do other things? So does that mean Judgment Day basically just stays on Monday nights? They are, they are the tag champs. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> and, and there you go. That's it. Like, it's which, all that. They're the tag champs. Which, they jump which, around. Which... Which leads they're, me to the freaking the freaking um, bloodline is barely a bloodline right now. They're barely a faction. Which leads me to believe that down the road, I think there's going to be a belt split. I really do. I've been we've been saying that for months. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on, let's go to the WWE Women's Championship match. It is EO Sky taking out Asuka and Charlotte Flair. And you can thank Bailey for this. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there is no reason to take the belt off of EO. So we're left for sitting up EO versus Bailey. There is no reason to hit the belt off EO, so EO hmm. retains. Yep. Definitely okay. without a doubt. Um, moving on to our co-main event. Um, we have the bloodline, speaking of which, Jimmy and Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman. Facing off against John Cena and LA Knight. Alright. This is what we're doing. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Um nice We had this under big old card, ladies and gentlemen. I did not expect this one. I honestly didn't. Um, so apparently LA Knight was supposed to um help John last Friday. Not the fact Friday uh-huh. the week before, but he had COVID. So he had to miss that show. So yep. they had to push the storyline a week. But it's a big deal. Doesn't really affect much. But it is John Cena LA Knight. Um this is LA Knight finally in the main event scene, tacking with John Cena. Very that's awesome. On that paper, that's awesome. Yeah. I have a weird feeling we're gonna end up with LA Knight versus Roman Reigns down the road. I would Which means nothing so. to me because Roman's gonna retain. Um, there's no reason I can tell from Romania, so I, don't, I hate to tell people that it's not happening. Um, I love LA Knight, but there's no chance there. Uh, hopefully that matches like a Saudi Arabia, so it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> that makes absolutely no, doesn't mean anything. So you okay? No, no, do that match in Saudi Arabia so the crowds in America don't get pissed at the match happening and, and LA Knight losing. That's what you do. There you go. But <laughs> anyway, I, I, this I match. This, this match. How did this LA, match go? LA Knight is this generation Stone Cold. For now. For now, keep in mind he's forty years old, so like he's only got a few more years last year. Yeah, but I love LA Knight. But how did this match go? I 
Cena and LN8 win. I don't see why they shouldn't. And then you'll have Paul. Who gets pinned? Call Roman Reigns. Who gets pinned? Who's still or solo? Who gets pinned? Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking Knight hits and pins some Jimmy. That's what I'm thinking, actually. Because from what I hear, coming in down the road is a fat two sibling coming down we've been joining the bloodline we've been hearing that for a while i don't expect any i'm not i'm convinced the bloodline will not be a thing by mania there will be no bloodline there won't be a bloodline soon i don't think it's gonna be a fact i think the fact is gonna be over soon honestly that's my personal opinion my my thing is is because you've got so many siblings that are involved in this oh no i agree with you but my point is i do not think the bloodline will be a thing Right. When Roman I mean, drops a belt at Mania. Do you do you see an inner <laughs> battle between uh relatives and having one member of the bloodline face another? That's what we've been doing for the last three months. That's literally what we've been doing. What's the difference of what we've been doing? Right. We literally had a bloodline civil war match in July. Like literally. I, I I think you basically have to have something where if you're going to basically finish it, then finish it the right way and make it all about an inter-family conflict. And here Roman's going to come in to, to save the day, to save the family. But in the end, he gets his ass kicked. I don't know. I honestly don't know at this point. I'm so over it, I think. I, I don't want I it think... to. I, did, I, I hope. Because Roman's supposed to be on the show this Friday, from what I'm hearing. Right. Not this Friday, but the Friday after Fastlane. Mm-hmm. And that means. 27th, he better be on the 27th, the center right now. He better be on the 27th. But, I don't know. I don't know, because I'm so over the Bloodline storyline. I just want this, again, much like Judgment Day and everyone over there. Can we just move on? Can we do something else? Can we stop? We are in your family rivalry. Can we do something else? And I think that's what people are waiting for. They're waiting for Roman to come back and say, you know what? This is over. It's done. Let's finish it. I don't even want a match. I just want to move on. Right. You, don't, you don't have to have a match. I just want to move oh. on. But Roman's got to be the one to say that yeah, the I agree. bloodline. No, I agree. That I agree with. But, like, we have to move on. I'm so sick. I'm tired of this. It's it's When you have the bloodline, it's kind of, like, too predictable. So, that's that. Moving on, let's get to the main event. It is the World Heavyweight Championship. It is a last man standing match. I'm not gonna lie, this is a lot. I'm actually looking forward to last man standing match. It says a lot for me. I'm not usually a big fan of this of this um type of match. But it is Seth Rollins for Shinsuke Nakamura. Maybe a Shinsuke because he's been doing a phenomenal job the last mm-hmm. like couple months. So this is how I think this is gonna go. Seth is gonna win. Seth is gonna win. It's gonna be a fucking brawl, fucking brutal match. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nuts. But because it was a brutal match and all the craziness, Damian Priest is going to cash in and win the WWE and win the World Heavyweight Championship when the night's over. I can see that. That's working. how I'm. That's what I'm going with right now. That is my call for this. Match. I, I can see that working because then Seth can say that, you know, I won, but Damian took advantage of a situation that I would have did the same thing exactly. Every respect move, actually, and, almost. And and basically, that was set up Seth for saying, okay, I want to go against Damien to get the title. You have the Survivor Series made of that right there. Right. And ba- and basically, what you do is you set up the program between him and Damien, and then you have J.D. McDonough step into that spot. 
or something like that. We'll figure it all out, but like that's how I look at it. That's how I think it's mm-hmm. going to happen. So that is Fastlane, and things that is it for us. Let's get out of here because I got things to do this afternoon. So let's do this. I'm going to close this with a song um, by a song I heard on TikTok. Okay. Um, an artist I found on TikTok, um, Melanie Melanie Kimi, actually played a song by her a while ago, and it's actually a song I literally was on TikTok one morning, and I'm skipping through TikTok, and all of a sudden I heard a song called um, Never Acting at All, and I'm like, oh my god, this is an amazing song, so I'm going to close the show with it. Okay. So, um, why don't you do what sound usually does, and go. Oh, hey, no, 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 wait, actually, no, wait, actually, wait, no, no, we're okay. not doing that, we're not doing that, I forgot. We don't do that when Sal is in here. I'm a, I'm a dummy, I completely forgot about that. We're actually going to do this. For more information on our show, including where you can find us on social media or watch the show on YouTube, go to theblakeandsaleshow.com. Don't forget to comment or leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the show. Let's set the scene. It's fall, please. There we go. That's how we'll end it. No. <laughs> okay, there I we go. That. I forgot about that. Um, All right. So now say your thing. Go. <laughs> Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live in, please patronize these people. These are young men and women coming up in the world of professional wrestling sports entertainment. They want to show you what they're able to do as far as their character gimmick, their moves, their promos, everything else, the whole package to get to that brass ring to go to a major wrestling organization, and they need your support to see how they're they're working out or not working out or what needs to be done. Do go to these matches, but do so respectively and act like adults and treat each other with kindness and civility and everything gets along. I'm not saying be kumbaya, but just be respectful of everyone's personal space. Please. Thank you. <coughs> Next week. We won't be here. No Blake House show next week. We're going to be doing a special episode of Puck's Apology for me and Mandy to look back at the um, the book event from this past weekend. And, of course, Paul in Chicago, which we're going to be attending this weekend, which has turned into a, from one event, now we're attending three this weekend. So it's going to be a crazy weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Another reason why I want to rush out of here. I still got to pack for this trip. Um, the week after, we'll be back with Sal, and we'll catch up on things. I don't know what's going on. We, we never know what's going to happen, and then they break a whole bunch of shit that we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about in two weeks. We'll find out in two weeks what we're talking about. That being said, let's get out of here. I'm like, I'm Mark. And you're listening to the Blake and Sound Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, we love you guys. And please, hey, you know, leave us something to respond to everything. Like, dislike, whatever. Doesn't matter. Just love you guys. so very much goodbye and good night bye bye bitch <laughs>